Hi there, and thanks for checking out another episode of the Spokane Public Schools podcast series on mental health and wellness. Today, I'm talking with Natalie Saria Wiley, who is one of the therapists at Rogers High School. Natalie is a Rogers grad herself, as well as a woman of color, and we had a great chat of some of the mental health challenges she's seen in her community, as well as why we put so much stock into our physical wellness, but not our mental wellness. So with that, let's get into it. I am here with Natalie Saria Wiley, one of the mental health therapists at Rogers. Natalie, how's it going today? Going well. Excited to be here. Yay, I'm glad. How did you get into the mental health field? I'm so curious. Well, I naturally was just a problem solver. My friends were gravitating towards me, family members. And so it was kind of obvious that if this is something I'm doing, might as well one day get paid for it. But besides that, um, I come from Hilliard and just growing up, there was just different sets of challenges that that maybe other groups or areas aren't facing. And one of them is poverty. So everyone around you, the one positive was most people around me were also facing that. I was just trying to navigate through life and school with those added pressures were difficult. And so I just remember saying, like, if I can get out of here and change my situation and improve my life, then I want to go back to these areas and kind of be someone that kids can look up to and also see a person of color in this setting as well and just someone they can relate to. So being from the area definitely kids seem to be a bit more open to talking to me. Great. I was just about to ask, how are the kids responding knowing that you were them not very long ago? Yeah, it seems to work because I've heard like, oh, they're not going to open up to you and that I meet them and I tell them where I'm from. And like, we typically grew up, you know, either on the same block or around the same area. It seems like it just kind of like takes away that wall and they're like, oh, like, you're just like me. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh, talked with Kathleen Keller, who's your colleague, also a Rogers, and she was also a Rogers grad. So that's, that seems kind of unusual. There's two Rogers grads, both doing mental health at the same school. Yeah, I think there's something about it. We really, Rogers has like a really strong community and there's, it's a lot of the staff members that are there were like my teachers. And so it's really interesting, like being back there. (laughs) That's funny. So one of the topics that I wanted to cover today is there was this interesting article and video in the New York Times that discussed physical wellness and mental wellness and why we put importance on one and not the other. It doesn't have to be that way. What if we athletes approached our mental health the same way we approached our physical health? Why do you think we put so much importance on the physical wellness like we hear all the time, you know, exercise, eat right, all that stuff, but we don't put the same importance on mental wellness? I have to wonder if it's visibility, you know, physical ailments, you can see them, right? Someone breaks a leg, you know, they can't walk, um, they need to be in a wheelchair. You know, if you have a cut, it's visible, but we aren't attending to those ones that are less visible, right? Our mental health. I think if we think about it as what is our driving force, like, you know, we can't do anything without thinking about it for first. So if we look at it that way is we have to tend towards a driving force, this the reason why we're able to do things and contribute is because of our mental health. So if we don't get that well, we're not going to be able to then participate in society in the same way, in our healthiest way. It's almost a mental shift in 
just because it's something that you can't see, like a cut, doesn't make it any less important. Absolutely. I think there's a stigma um, that you might be crazy if you go to a therapist or psychiatrist. And I'm hoping that it's changing now, especially in the middle of a pandemic. I think everybody should be seeking help, right? This is difficult times. We don't know what's happening. People are losing jobs. There's less job stability. So we absolutely, especially if you don't have supportive people around you, should have somebody just helping you process and work through these different anxieties that we're faced with right now. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. What are some of the more common issues that you're seeing now with your students that you see? Well, uncertainty, right? So they usually come to us because they want to feel more certain or they're looking to us for answers, but we're just faced with more uncertainty in general right now. Like, what's tomorrow going to look like? A month? Will we get a vaccine? Um, Are we going to be able to be healthy? Are we going to get it? And will we make it through it? Just a lot of things that we can't say for certain. So students are scared. There's anxiety about what will be. There's just more pressure, right? Parents have either lost jobs in many cases, kids are learning online, so they're facing more pressures there, having to navigate technology, and just what the world will be. Not only are we in the middle of a pandemic, there's been a lot of racial tensions. So that's a lot of things we're seeing is how can kids navigate that in a time of uncertainty. Natalie, I'm glad you brought up the issue of race, uh, since Rogers is one of our high schools that has a higher percentage of students of color. Do you find that the, the those students know that you are there to help them? And because you are there, is it helping erase a little bit of that stigma of mental health within populations of color? That's my hope. And I try to do my best to pop in the BSU and we have a group called SWAG, which is Strong Women Achieving Greatness, and try to make myself more visible that I'm hoping will reduce some of that stigma. Some students of color, I notice, will kind of wander in just out of curiosity. And the more I kind of do some outreach, I think I'm able to decrease some of the stigma because just just letting them know and normalizing that we all are going through something. This doesn't mean you're crazy. This just means right now you need extra support, which given the times, we all do. What are some things that you're doing with your students or advice you're giving them on how to feel better, feel a little more solid in that uncertainty? Well, the first thing I can tell them to do that's going to just naturally make them feel better, right, is what movement. So if I can get them to do what we do, like a therapeutic walk, they're going to start feeling better, right? You're going to have some of those, get that dopamine going. So if I can get them to move, that's huge. Another thing I try to have them look at is gratitude. Research shows people that are, that, that, um, are more grateful or less likely to focus on, you know, negative and have increased um, feelings of happiness. So we always kind of start off with three things that they can be grateful for and that they can focus on. So when things are negative, they're like, okay, I I have this. So just trying to increase feelings of hope, because that's a lot of what I'm seeing right now is hopelessness. With the new year coming up, in a few days, uh, there's probably a lot of people out there who are listening to this and maybe deciding to make mental health and mental wellness a priority in 2021. 
How would you suggest they go about that? Because at this point, it might seem overwhelming. How do I do it? Oh, absolutely. That's a really good question. I think reaching out and, you know, I know right now a lot of places are, are backed up, but just making sure you get your name in there, um, getting connected to whether it's a mental health agency, whether it's your children's school, you know, we are family mental health therapists, so we can support the whole family asking from, for help um, from loved ones. I definitely think sometimes we try to appear like we have it all together, but the healthiest people are asking for help. So the healthiest people I know know when to ask for help and um, to get their needs met. So I think just reaching out, connecting to mental health agencies and asking for help when you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's as simple as that. It's all you have to do is ask. Yes. Just raise your hand. Uh, all right, Natalie, that was it for me. Is there anything else you want to add as we sign off? I just want to continue to normalize that it is absolutely normal to have added stress and pressures in this time of of uncertainty. And I just really want to reiterate that we all need extra help right now. And we should definitely, just as we um, pursue help for physical ailments, we should definitely be pursuing help and support for our driving force behind everything which we do, which is our mental health All right, great. That was a great note to end on. Natalie Saria Wiley from Rogers High School. Uh, Thank you so much and Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year. I had a great time talking with Natalie and I hope you had a great time listening. If you're interested in learning more about that New York Times article and video we discussed, there is a link in our show notes. Just a warning, though, there is discussion of suicide and suicidal ideation in both the article and video. Lastly, you can find all of our past mental health conversations on our Listen page on our Spokane Schools website. The URL is spokaneschools.org listen. That's spokaneschools.org listen. Have a great day.